0: Now, once again, with today's Carolina Newsmakers, here's Don Curtis.
1: Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. Dale Falwell is our guest. He uh, has served our state in uh, many capacities. Of course, he's a CPA by training. He was a four-term member of the North Carolina House of Representatives and then worked as Assistant Secretary of Commerce before seeking uh, election as the, uh, the Office of State Treasurer. And this, of course, as we've said several times in this program has just recently been reelected for another four year term. We like to talk about unclaimed cash because uh, this could be some money that uh, your, your office is holding uh, because uh, the person who had it, uh, first of all, had no legal claim to it. And secondly, didn't know how to get in touch with the people who do. So right. tell me. Uh, how much is in that fund, and and how do people find out if indeed their name is on the good list? Well,
0: uh, a couple of things, and I'll be very clear that uh, the official word for this is called the sheets fund. But I used to stutter, and I'm advised not to use that word on the radio very often because it could yeah.
1: come out. Could <laughs> you come could out. get in trouble with that one in
0: a hurry. Yeah, and uh, you could lose your license. We you wouldn't want that. So uh, anyway, uh, NC Cash. Uh, Last time I was on your show, it had about 750 million. Now it has nearly 900 million. And even though the payouts have gone up 81% this year, as pe- more people have been home, and been able to go to their computer and fill out claims and do computer work, our payouts this year are up 81%, but the amount of money we're getting in from the people who hold this money that doesn't belong to them is also increasing. So there's two things I really wanna be clear. It's not you may have, you do have. Uh, there's no way statistically that many of your listeners don't have something at nccash.com. The reason is mathematical. We have over 11.5 million records of things that belong to people. We only have 10 million people. So your chances are good that when you go to nccash.com, punch in your name, your maiden name, your kids' names, or your parents' names, and uh, I guarantee you that somebody will have something there. Now, Uh, I don't go to a psychiatrist because I determined at an early age, I've never seen a motorcycle parked outside of a psychiatrist's office. (laughs) So I do go to Honda Can-Am and Winston-Salem and work on Saturdays where I used to work for nearly six years just to, you know, get regrounded. And I went after the election, I walked in, uh, the receptionist was there, two of her family members were standing there, and a small business owner, maybe even a veterinarian came in to the Honda Can-Am and Winston-Salem there and three of the five adults standing at that reception's desk at a motorcycle shop had something at NCcash.com. so not only check your name your maiden name your kids name your parents names but also check your business's name and what this is is the last paycheck a uh, rent deposit a dividend check that somebody tried to mail to you but it got returned and eventually that to bring that to nc cash Uh, Now, it looks like you and Jason are in pretty good shape, but we also have some other things at nccash.com. If any of your listeners happen to be missing any of these four items, baby teeth, silver teeth, gold teeth, and false teeth, you may also find them at nccash. Now that I've gotten everybody's attention, the reason is, is that all the abandoned lock boxes in this state, when the rent's not paid, they get drilled out, the contents get sent to us. But to be far more reverent for just a moment, which is not our nature, we were able to return some World War II medals recently to a family who had been looking for them for over 12 years. So go to NC Cash there's no charge to look up your name or it's all public record, there's no charge to make your claim.
1: Now we've got some
0: other great news and I wanna share that with you. We've started something called NC Cash Match. This is some legislation that we got passed this year with the General Assembly. And basically if it says, Don Curtis lives at uh, 100 Highways, Highways Boulevard. Don Curtis has been there 27 years and everything matches up through all of our data match systems. Instead of going through all the bureaucracy and all the paperwork for claims under $250, we have started a small pilot. And I'll explain why we had to start small. We started a small pilot program, but we're gonna be sending you a letter, Don Curtis. If that letter is, does not get returned to us for being undeliverable, undeliverable, then eight weeks later, we automatically send you a check and we're done. We estimate that nearly $250 million of this $900 million can be sent back to the, their rightful owner through this nccashmatch.com. Uh, it's nothing that your listeners can do. They can go and do the other system, which is Cash. NC Cash Match is an automated system And the reason we're having to start slow is we had to test the U.S. Postal Service. We had to see from the day we sent out these envelopes reasonably how long we should expect for something to come back undeliverable. And we've determined it's about six and a half or seven weeks. And so far of the thousand or so that we have uh, five thousand that we've sent out, we've got uh, less than 15 returns. That means that we have nearly five thousand people that we're going to be sending their check to, some of them are $62.83, some of them are $248.48. This is an automatic way to cut bureaucracy, run things more efficiently, and get people their money back uh, as quickly as possible.
1: Uh, You know, I'd never thought about, I've checked NC Cash and had been the beneficiary of finding some money that uh, was either due me or one of my relatives but I've never thought about checking the business names. That's uh, that's uh, an entirely different category. So I guess I need to do that.
0: Well, you need to do that. And of course, uh, I would just ask that you uh, tie 10% of that back to the Wake County
1: Salvation Army when you find it. Well, that's something I'll be glad to do. I'll be <laughs> glad to do that. Uh, the other area that we've talked about from time to time is uh, you also uh, – are finding out uh, there are a number of people who are taking advantage of the system and actually committing fraud, either in the pension system and getting payments that they're not due or disability overpayments. Uh, how how are you proceeding as far as uh, correcting that situation?
0: Well, uh, as I said earlier, the blood that runs through me is Quaker and one of the spices of the Quaker religion is to be fair and just. Uh, In this volatile world right now, with all the things dividing our state and our country, uh, none of that exists at the Treasurer's Office. There's no Democrat, Republican, independent, libertarian money at the Treasurer's Office. There's no black and white and brown money at the Treasurer's Office. There's no uh, male-female money at the Treasurer's Office. It's all green. And what I mean by fair and just, Don, is that we don't pick and choose which laws to apply or who to apply them to. When we determine that anyone, either the disability plan, state health plan, either as a provider or a patient, we're seeing fraud on both ends, or the pension plan in terms of receiving pension benefits, any dollar, we're not going to talk about thousands or millions right now, we're going to talk about $1, any dollar that goes to a person who's not deserving of it is a dollar that can never, ever go to a person who is. And that's why we have a great team here at the state treasurer's office and as keepers of of the state's public purse, we take all that very seriously, whether it is a public servant who's convicted of a crime, who has to forfeit some of their pension, or somebody that was claiming and receiving disability benefits and it was ultimately determined uh, they weren't entitled to it, or it was a provider who was frauding the state health plan by overbilling. Uh, We don't pick and choose which laws to apply and who to
1: apply them to. Well, you know, I think this is something a little bit like, from time to time, people uh, are not as concerned about shoplifting because they think that the the, uh, people who are paying for it is the store. The truth of the matter is the store has to mark up the price of the merchandise to cover for the shoplifting. And so consequently, anytime you see shoplifting, you're paying for part of it if you don't turn it in. And it's the same thing with pension payments and uh, uh, disability overpayments. That money, as you said, uh, is uh, keeping someone else from getting a dollar uh, or some organization or some government program a dollar or so that they wouldn't get, that they should get. So it's everybody's responsibility when they see it. So if someone knows of a case where someone is taking advantage of the p- pension system or a disability overpayment, what should they do? Well, I have a lot of numbers on the
0: tip of my tongue, uh, but we have a fraud hotline number that I don't have the tip on the tip of my tongue. And uh, I apologize for that, but we do have a fraud hotline at the treasurer's office. I think people can go to nctreasurer.com and uh, and actually uh find out the number for the fraud hotline and maybe even submit some information anonymously. Uh, We get all kinds of uh, tips into the fraud hotline and and a lot of them are good. You know, one thing that uh, when I say we don't pick and choose which laws to apply, who to apply them to regarding the pension plan. uh, Unfortunately, uh, we have had situations where public servants who put their left hand on the Bible and raise their right hand to uphold the laws and the constitutions of the community and the state We have public service who servants who are committing crimes while in their public service duties. And uh the felony forfeiture law says if you're convicted of one of these felonies, then we at the treasurer's office are supposed to go in and recalculate your pension and take away those years of service uh for the time that you were convicted. Now we're not talking about the conviction of something that had nothing to do with your official duties. We're talking about people who are committing crimes and uh, the first person I had to apply this to uh, it was a Republican member of the North Carolina Senate. One of the last big ones I had to apply this to was the Republican Register of Deeds of, of Wake County. And that case just uh, went to the Court of Appeals, by the way. And my point of saying that to you is, is that uh, this money, as you very correctly pointed out, any dollar that's incorrectly sent to someone
1: is a dollar that can never be going toward the right purpose. You mentioned your website. I, I suspect and we've got about a minute that you can uh, talk about this. What else is available on your website? And of course, how do people get uh, access to it? Well, it's
0: nctreasurer.com, not .gov, but .com. And people can go there. Of course, embedded in there is all of our press releases about all these issues with, with health care and pension and, and, and uh, issuing debt. Um, and uh, nctreasurer.com and then they get more information about just the breadth and depth of what it really means to be keepers of the public purse this is not just 110 billion dollar pension plans nearly 200 billion dollars which is eight times the size of the state budget
1: so that's nctreasurer.com not as you said not gov and that's a little unusual for a government agency nctreasurer.com Our guest is Dale Falwell, and uh, we're going to have one final segment. And uh, during that time, we're going to talk about uh, the upcoming session of the General Assembly and and some legislation that may affect your office and your duties, and we'll do that when we return right after these messages.
0: As an 18 year old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school and I didn't do it.
1: 10 years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma.
0: When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter, has has been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity and I'm just thankful for it. Carolina Newsmakers
1: continues, and once
0: again, here's Don Curtis.
1: We're back on the final segment of Carolina Newsmakers. A reminder, this program is uh, heard in two different forms. Some stations carry a half-hour version, and so there are two segments of the program that you do not hear. But you can hear them by going to carolinanewsmakers.com. And we had those two sessions uh, identified and segmented out, and you can listen to those segments. and, And this particular program, they're very interesting. So if you are, again, listening to a half-hour version and would like some more content on today's program, go to carolinanewsmakers.com. Dale Falwell is our guest, the recently re-elected 28th treasurer of the state of North Carolina. Uh, As uh, we said last week, uh, we had uh, Tim Moore on and we discussed the General Assembly and the problems the state is going to be facing. And uh, uh, you, too, will, of course, be dealing with the General Assembly. Having been there four terms, you know what these people go through. So, what are some of the uh, some of the what is some of the legislation that you will either propose or might be uh, a legislation that affects your office? Uh, uh, what are the things you're looking for out of this session of the general assembly? Well, for us, it starts
0: with uh, making sure that, uh, from the appropriation standpoint, that we continue to fully fund the pension plan and and fund the state health plan Uh, for those that teach protect and otherwise serve behind their health their faith and their family the two most important things in their lives are the solvency and sustainability of the pension and the state health plan not just for this generation but for the next generation of of public service workers so those are first and foremost Uh, we do have some technical issues that we would like to correct uh, for example, when I talked in the last segment about NC Cash, we got enabling legislation to start a pilot program to get uh, more of the NC Cash money back into the hands of its rightful owners. So we'll have a long laundry list in our financial operations division, in our investment management division, and our state health plan division, our unclaimed property division, and into our retirement division and the local government commission that can uh, assist us in figuring out what's right, get it, getting it right, and keeping it right. And you know, you mentioned in the uh, in the in the commercial there about the the election. And you know, there's one thing about being the keeper of the public purse and the state treasurer, North Carolina. You don't do that once every four years. You do it every day of the year. And and uh, just really proud in this uh, COVID environment how well our uh, organization has remained in the check delivery business because. Ultimately, that's what people are expecting out of the treasurer's office is to be able to deliver checks.
1: Well, the entire program, you've talked about things that you're uh, looking at as far as establishing new programs. Uh, as you uh, look at the year ahead, in year two, uh, 2021, uh, have, have you established a set of goals that you hope to accomplish in the next 12 months?
0: Well, the, the, over, the overarching goal is is to remain loyal uh, to those that teach, protect, and otherwise serve, and taxpayers like them. Uh, We have no loyalty to big Wall Street, no loyalty to big healthcare conglomerates, and no loyalty to big drug companies. And when you have have that loyalty, uh, our goals, obviously, as I said earlier, to keep the pension plan fully funded. This pension plan was just designated by our consultant to be in the zero percentile. Now, I was in the zero percentile a lot when I was in grammar school. And you, know, you were the one, you were the one of blowing the curve off in, when I was in grammar school. But being the zero percentile in terms of the expenses of the running the pension plan, <clears throat> the lowest cost of any of our peers. And that's something to be very proud of because it doesn't matter if it's fraud or expense, any dollar that's inefficiently spent inside this pension plan is a dollar that can never be spent for benefits. So, uh, as far as the, the goals is to, is to keep the plan fully funded and, and to continue to focus on, on uh, the, how we sustain this plan, not just for this generation, but the next generation of public service workers. And that's going to be very difficult for a lot of states, even those that border us, who are facing the tremendous headwinds that we're facing zero interest rates. When you're trying to invest money in the interest bearing accounts, and getting zero is not a good outcome. Uh, Increased life expectancies, people getting benefits longer, which is a blessed event. People retiring earlier, which is a blessed event, which means money's leaving the plan earlier than ever thought. So these are just examples of some of the things that we have a whole list of these things, not just with the Investment Management Division and the Pension Plan, but with other parts of the Treasurer's Office.
1: At uh, one time in your career, of course, you headed the Employment Security Commission and now we're going to have an awful lot of unemployment claims and while that's not your direct responsibility anymore of course the funds and the money will ultimately be there uh, so uh, are, are we going to be okay and handling our unemployment claims and if not what are we going to do about it well
0: this will be a little bit like a country music song uh, i'll burn you down then i'll build you back up the 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 backlog at the unemployment agency is something that uh, people this this uh, state have, have, are frustrated with. But that agency was hit with a volcano and an earthquake all at the same time, uh, the likes of which none of us have ever seen with nearly a million people unemployed in North Carolina. The good news is that unlike seven years ago when I was in charge of that agency, we have nearly $2.5 billion surplus in the unemployment trust fund to pay out benefits. So even though there's frustration with the backlog, at least the money's there. And that is highly important because when I was in charge of that agency, we had 2.7 billion in debt. That means, Don, that every week when we paid out benefits, we had to borrow the money from the federal government to pay out benefits and pay interest on it. But more importantly, for those in your audience that run their small and medium large businesses who sharpen their pencil, Those debts that the unemployment trust fund had resulted in them paying higher payroll taxes in the form of FUDA, federal, and SUDA, state unemployment taxes. And I know that's a little bit too detailed, but just this is something that everybody can understand. We were actually increasing payroll taxes on employers while we were asking them to retain or hire people during a recession. It's the most perverse thing you could ever do economically. So the great news is that unlike some border states who are already dipped into their negative balance in their unemployment trust fund, I think we still nearly have, still have nearly $2.5 billion of unemployment trust fund money in North Carolina, and that's great news.
1: And it uh, and the economy is slowly but surely getting back to normal. And of course, uh, you had your own, uh, on a personal vote, you had your own bout with, uh, with uh, COVID-19 and and I know that uh, that was a interesting time in your life. And we're so thankful, of course, that you have fully recovered and back to work and so forth. But uh, many, many people had their entire life and their businesses and careers totally uh, turned upside down with that situation. And so it's, it's a matter that we're going to be living with for some time. Uh, so what's on the very top of your list as you go to work uh, next week?
0: Well... What remains on the top of my list is to obviously be thankful for uh, my friends and family and, and the hardworking employees here at the, at the State Treasurer's Office. And to understand that uh, I have always believed that God possibly made everyone better at something than anyone else in the world. Possibly better at, never, never better than. And what I'm trying to do is the Keeper of the public person, the state treasurer of North Carolina. is to be the best state treasurer in, in, in North Carolina history. And that's going to be hard to do because there's been great ones. But and to always remember the forgotten woman and forgotten man in this state. who have too little money to have political influence, too much money to get
1: help from time to time. And all they do is work, pay taxes and pray for a better outcome. Our guest has been Dale Falwell. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next week on Carolina Newsmakers.